Adam Max and Tangent. I'm Adam. I'm joined by the Maestro. Uh, we also have Joel Cole with us, as usual. And our guest today is Kenny Lyons. What up, what up? Uh, Kenny does some uh, comedy all over the place, as well as uh, some stuff here at Drome. Uh, well, let's start with comedy first. We'll get to Drome after that. Where, how did you get started in comedy? You know, I, uh, I grew up in Hollywood. My parents swam all the way from Guatemala. Wow. And uh, I grew up you know, with a uh, Guatemalan family, so my, my parents would cook and clean for other rich folks. Understood. As they would drive to Beverly Hills, I would see a building, you know, painted black with white names on, when, you know, just letters and stuff as a kid. Okay. And uh, I started, you know, really digging comedy. I wasn't an athlete. I wasn't too uh, much into school. All right. So I figured if I could, you know, make a fool out of myself and get a cheap laugh, it would get me the attention that I need. Okay. Some typical hack shit, you know. Did that start in school then? You're like class count type of thing? Yeah, I I wasn't enrolled in any, uh, you know, after school activities or I I wasn't, you know, enrolled in any theater school. So I would watch cartoons and certain, you know, stand-up that I would see on TV that would, you know, tonight shows or the late shows and yeah. I, w- I was digging it. Well, well uh, I remember um, my first, I think Conan was the first time I saw somebody on TV that was late night and it was also like weird like, hey, I'm up past my bedtime type of thing. What, what, was, uh, what was your first late night experience? It, it had to have been with uh, the Kings of Comedy okay. with Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey and Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac was one of my favorites. You know, I enjoyed his fucking, his volume, his tone, yeah. all that, and all of his, his, his material, which was of people in, in poor areas. Right. Kids growing up, being rude and, you know, obnoxious and all that. That, that was my area. That was similar to what I was growing up with. So okay. I really enjoyed watching his comedy. I didn't really like Stan, uh, Seinfeld. I know a lot of people like yeah. like I would watch Sein- I would see Seinfeld like being played on the TV but I would never sit and watch it. Okay. I could never relate to it. Never like I could never relate to it. Yeah. And so I figured oh it was just what it was but I never considered Seinfeld someone or something as uh that it you know as comedy honestly. I know a lot of people are like, wow, that's genius, and, you know, the, the way they were popular and all that, but I wasn't digging it. Okay. You know. I don't, I don't know about genius. I, I do enjoy Seinfeld. I grew up watching Seinfeld. It was always funny to me, and this guy hates it. He's never shy to tell me how much he hates it. But I, I, I remember thinking it was it was just interesting. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't say genius level of comedy, but it was... And even not relatable. Like, yeah, I can relate to it either as, as a kid to that kind of stuff. But I always got laughs out of their crazy antics that they were going through. But I get that it's not for everybody, I guess. Well, Kenny, uh, let me ask you this. Do you find that you uh, were attracted more to comedians like Bernie Mac versus Seinfeld? 
based on their uh, the blue comedy or delivery versus like Seinfeld is very clean cut. So maybe that wasn't part of the appeal. Do you think it had anything to do with that? It was also his 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 uh, stage his stage presence where he was like oh, 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 oh. the crack <laughs> in the voice. I know a lot of people grow up like that. Like where they're they grow up in the suburbs and you know they have like family picnics or whatever their their dad's boss does some kind of like whatever crap. But right. I I cannot stress enough that I cannot relate to any of that. I see. It's like they're always perpetually. Yeah, confused. it's just to me. It just I don't think that's where comedy lives. I started doing comedy because. I, I knew I was growing up and I had to do something. Like I've always, as a kid, I've grown up and sometimes met, uh, I've, you know, um, you know, uh, just rub shoulders or rub elbows with certain artists like musicians or painters mm -hmm. and they've always been different than the people that I, that, that I usually grow up with where like my aunts and uncles telling me to get a job or stay in school. Right. But these people were really, they had an imagination and okay. I always would, would, would like recognize that. So I, I, I told myself, well, if I'm going to do something, I might as well should do something that I want to do. And it was around 2011 that I Googled on my, on my like iPhone three or iPhone whatever, okay. like LA open mics. Cause I was looking on YouTube standups and one night up, uh, from the Laugh Factory YouTube channel. Johnny Sanchez, who was on like Mad TV, they asked him, Hey, Johnny, what could you give advice for these like kids that want to do stand up? And he said, Go do open mics as much as you can, get on stage as much as you can. So I Googled open mics, and there was one like less than a mile away from where I, where I was uh, staying, where my parents were. Okay. At. So that was, was that your first experience then? Just yeah. jumping on a stage right away? Yeah, and a guy that's here at Dronebox was there. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Eddie Whitehead Jr. was there, who's on Jack Jiminy, who does a lot of, like, stuff uh, here on Dronebox, was there. Okay. And he was the last comic up. And this is at a place that was, that had, like, a, a little scene to it, because it was a place that was doing stand-up open mics. Right. And wasn't too far from the comedy store. Yeah. So people who would know, but they would like walk back and forth, you know, try to work on their craft and go back to the comedy store. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, this guy, Eddie Whitehead Jr., he, he went up there and he was doing some set about his son, you know, like, and it was funny to me. It was like, I, I recognized his, his cadence and his confidence and all that. And I was like, wow, I'm actually being around some people who are doing it rather than not. So I, I was excited to, to continue to do open mics. Okay. So that you were able to relate more to his style of comedy. It was, it was also uh, similar to what I liked, you know? Okay. It was similar to what I, what I liked. It was talking about being, you know, dealing with a little bit more problems than your regular uh, American okay. citizen. All right. So more like uh, personal stories and not just like the observations about... Hey, that's a weird looking thing. Why did yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't about, oh man, my, I like my women like how I like my coffee. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. I just can't. I figured, you know, I. Ground impressed? With that too, right? <laughs> you know, you could, it could, it could work. I, it's, it's just, a, this is a game, you know, we're in LA and, you know, you're trying to like 
really put a stamp in a place that they're not even let you in. They're, right. they're not even let you. You're not even close or near. You're so far away from it, and people are making it happen in other places besides here. Mm-hmm. Like there's, I've been to uh, uh, New Mexico. And the Texas scene is not that far from New Mexico. And I've been in New York, and you could do like 10 open mics in one night. Oh, yeah. I hear New York is great for that kind of stuff because you can get a bunch of reps in just in a short period of time. Versus here in L.A., you gotta, you have to have a car, and you have to drive all over the goddamn valley. And Sometimes it works out in L.A. where the bus is like rolling yeah. or you're, you're like you're doing mics and some other open micers doing it, and he's like hitting the same mics you're hitting. Okay. So, you know, you get what you can get, really, mm-hmm. out here. And uh, I'm sure it's not easy in New York either, you know. They do uh, require to buy a drink for some open mics. Oh, okay. So, like, you have to work, and then you have to, like, devote all that time to traveling to open mic to open mic. So how do you... It's yeah. not It's not easy, you know. It's not easy at all. People, like, figure, oh, that guy's wasting his life, you know. But <laughs> it's not easy wasting my life away, you know, <laughs> for real. Well, I'd like to ask this. So you're telling us about uh, the first open mic that you did. You know, you Googled it and you got up there. So after gearing yourself up for it and wanting to do it for so long, were you nervous? Did you feel like this is what I want to do? You felt like it was right? How did that first one go? It felt... It, it, it was awesome. I... I had no training whatsoever, no mentor, no experience. You know, I wasn't involved in the industry. Right. I am. So I tried to emulate what I liked. Okay. Which was confidence in volume and tone and trying to be silly, like clever. You know, you're, you're, I, I got it. I understood callbacks more than this premise and setup. Okay. You know, I liked certain, certain like stand up specials that had callbacks. Yeah, callbacks are great. Oh, you know, like it would, I recognize that as like, wow, this guy's making, you know, milking this punchline. Yeah. Just milking it. And you get a, a lot out of one joke if you do it just right. And, and so I didn't, as a kid, you don't really under, comprehend the, the, the the whole situation, there are people paying money, drinks, mm-hmm. traveling all the way to watch a person perform. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I didn't even know what perform, performance art was. Okay. I, I'm, I'm just glad that I didn't think too much about it and I just went for it rather than have a lot of self-doubt. Because I right. see a lot of like comedians out here that are brilliant in in many ways but there's a lot of self-doubt and it's 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 like it's like seeing a it's better than seeing a beautiful picture because you it's a living piece of art a living breathing guy who can make it happen but they choose not to for whatever thoughts or ideas are in their own head yeah and um do you, do you remember your first joke or the first thing you yeah, said? Yeah, I said I was talking about working at Subway. I was working at the Subway a sandwich place. Okay. On Hollywood and Gower. And I was talking about like seeing a lot of hot chicks there that were wa- walking up and up and down the place and I wanted to, you know, have sex with them. So I would go on. <laughs> it, would, it would it would be like 3 4 in the morning. I'm working graveyard shifts. I'm making sandwiches and I'm trying to hit on these women while they're like going to the clubs. Got right. better other better shit going on right, for themselves, right. right? So what's 
So I asked this like girl that was there, and I was like, "Would you like go out with me if I'm the guy making your sandwich at three, four in the morning?" You know, like. Okay. And so it's obvious that that's not going to happen. So <laughs> I asked that question. It depends how drunk they are at the time, I right? Guess. It's yeah. just it's just a clever. How the rest it, of the night went. <laughs> I'm making a fool out of myself. I'm embarrassing myself, and I didn't. And um, I kind of am glad that I did that because. Uh, I later found out that comedy is tragedy plus time. So yeah. if you're going through some like shitty situation and you want to share it, who knows? Maybe there, be, there might be someone who can relate and, you know, actually see what you're seeing or trying to, trying yeah. to share. There, there may have been opportunities at Subways for pickup lines, like right. offering double meat. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, there Back could have been Subways. Yeah. <laughs> How many yeah. condiments do you want? Yeah. <laughs> For long, is that all? But, uh, no. Uh, but there's something that I, I've been noticing a lot more lately that, with the comedies that I do enjoy. It's, it's more about uh, experiences versus full-on comedies. Like, uh, I, I've been watching this uh, Master of None on Netflix with uh, Aziz Ansari, and a, a lot of it isn't, like, comedy forward. I mean, comedy's in it, but they're dealing with, like, real-life situations that are happening. Uh, some of them could be kind of morbid. Uh, but they find a way to make it relatable and, and get to you, but while still making you laugh at the same time. So that, I, I found that that's kind of my where I'm at right now, as far as the comedy that I like. It's got to be, I mean, funny's funny, but if you can take something that's not supposed to be funny and make it funny, then that's that to me is an art form. I, 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 all I can do is make awkward comments and hopefully that they crack a smile when I'm all weird. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Louis uh, was great at that style as well. Yeah, I really enjoyed the show. Louis? Yeah. No, 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 not Louis Anderson. No. Louis <laughs> yeah, man, um, those dudes, man, they uh, shit, fuck, it's 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 fucking tough. Even even when you like, I see some comedians that have grown from doing free performance, free performance shows, and now they're like. They get a few TV appearances, and they start doing shows that have other folks that are, you know, in the business, so they're on a different caliber, mm-hmm. and uh, it's never enough, you know? Like, you, you go from not making money to making some money to making more money to then wanting more and more and more and more, and it doesn't stop, you know? The, the standard of it is... I've, I've even seen and, and watched like videos of like Jim Carrey. Like it's not the same back in the day. Yeah, like it's not like where it was in the '90s or in the '80s when he was like on top and everybody wanted his shit. Yeah. Now everyone wants. I, I don't even know what everyone. It's like everyone wants a different thing. Yeah, we're too fickle these days. Yeah, and the, the audience is is so broad, and there's so many different options that. If you try to cater to one type of person, you're not going to get anything. So you, you, you water it down by trying to cater to everybody, and then I, th- I feel like the end result is just watered-down shit. You, I mean, you should make comedy for, I guess, ah, not niche groups, but I don't know. No, I get what you're saying. They do. They water it down, but then you have the other like kind of shock performers, Anthony Jeselnik or, or yeah. Tosh.0 or even Amy Schumer, that just like they say stuff almost just to be in your face with it, which... You know, that's the opposite of that watered-down PC stuff, which I think isn't really going to appeal to anyone if you're trying to appeal to everyone. Right. So, so who are you liking comedy right now? Um, I really appreciate 
you know, as of as of right now, there's this dude named Ty Rivera. Okay. That's a a gay a Mexican a comedian All right. from Arizona, from Casa Grande, Arizona, and he is probably one of the most fiercest popular comedians in Los Angeles right now. I've heard of the name. I can't put a face to it. A lot of people look at his Facebook because he goes up there and it's not even cuz it's like a it's it's a he walks that line, man. He walks that line. That line between ranting and whining and <laughs> actually walking the line of truth. Okay. It is it is so fine, but he is walking it and and mentioning names and saying situations and everyone's loving it, because it is a fucking dirty business. There are people that are stealing ideas from I like ten years ago. You mentioned Amy Schumer; she does it. It's been proven. Oh yeah. You know, I have no affiliation. I have nothing with her. You know, so I don't give a fuck. I'm just gonna, you know, I'll, I'll just say it. It's like that bit a while ago where they were talking about um, Carlos Mencia, right? The, the, uh, so many other people, Joe man. Joe Rogan, I've heard as well. Everyone talks about, oh, do you guys read the comments on these porn videos? Oh, there are like fifty thousand <laughs> motherfuckers that are writing jokes on that shit, yeah. and and it's it's just an everyone everyone's different. I'm banned from the comedy store. I'm okay. banned from the Hollywood Improv, and I'm banned from Flappers and Burbank. What? How did that happen? So, it, like, I started going to the comedy store when I was 19 and sneaking in there. And these door back when there was no money, right? Like, they say that I would. I understand that there was no money because the security was the door guys. This is like a okay. different job between being a security and a door guy and all this other stuff. So they were doing two jobs at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I would sneak in through the parking lot because I wasn't 21. It's 21 and over. Right. So there was this Tuesday night open mic at like 11 upstairs in the belly room. And I would sneak in and I would put my name and the host would never pick me. Like it was, it was that shitty ass situation where... A guy's hosting an open mic at a club. He's going to say, oh, it's an open mic to fill the room. And then he's just going to put up his friends. Oh, that's a shame. So I'm going there naive, super naive. I'm still naive. I'm still naive. And I go up there and I'm telling him, hey, can you get me on, man? Like, I'm, I've been coming here for like three weeks straight saying, mm, I don't know, man. You know, I got my own situation to deal with. So... The door guys are like, where's your ID? They end up recognizing my face. And they're like, you can't be here. You're not even 21. Right. So, like, why are you even asking to get up if you're not even 21? So it was shitty. It was super shitty. And I would sneak in. I would I would still sneak in. Eventually, I made a fuss. I started acting ghetto. You know, I started being like, fuck this, fuck that. And these guy and this one dude was pressing the issue he's like you gotta get out and the host was like getting a laugh out of it oh, you know because he's hosting an open mic if yeah. you're hosting an open mic your life is miserable <laughs> that's just what it is man that's just what it is you're like watching all these other randos trying to fucking be delusional it's it's so <laughs> fucked so you got and 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 this guy was getting a laugh out of it and i'm like well i want to get up he's like i'll get you i'll let you get on stage if you slap box uh, this guy who's trying to kick you out. 
I'm like, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> He's like, come back next week. I came back next week. He said, you can't do that because you're we're at a club, and if you start, you know, physically uh, harming each other, you can't fucking be here. How about you guys make fun of each other? So I'm like, sure, let's okay. do it. It's like we a roast. Yeah, we start, we, we go next week and, I, and I'm just like making fun of them. I'm like, hey man, you're so bada ba ba, no one wants to have sex with you, bada ba ba. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying whatever, you know, and, and they're like, okay, cool, that was cool. And people that were watching there, it was empty, they're like, oh, we like that. How about we let's do that ne next week and then we do it next week and then we do it next week and then we do it next week. And they kept doing it next week and after, uh, the, the, the just they kept doing it. After that uh, situation, and Jeff Ross is like, oh, I'm going to check it out because I got money and I, I got whatever. I'm the roast, <laughs> whatever, and all this bullshit right. fucking crap that every other fucking guy from Ohio writes his material for him. Fuck him. <laughs> so I'm like, and, and this guy goes up there and he's like, oh, wow. So they start treating him like, oh, he's the judge. He's the, he's the judge since he was on the Comedy Central roast. And he's watching all this shit, and the guy ends up fucking making a TV show out of it. And he's like, "Comedy, oh, Jeff Ross presents. Jeff Ross presents." Like, he wasn't even there. And then I'm not even. I'm, it just makes me sound so fucked up because I'm not the only. I'm not the only case. There's so many other cases in LA. So many other cases, man. It sucks when you like try to click and you click and then you click and then it just. You don't you don't possess what is necessary to take it to the next level, which is money. It's all money. If you don't have money, no one's gonna give a fuck about it. It don't matter if it's funny. It don't matter if you're like shitting on yourself while your girlfriend, you know, <laughs> broke up with you. If it if it's if it if it there's no money behind it, no one wants it. Interesting. It's just so fucked up, man. It's so fucked up. I, that's why I I and and so. People get on billboards on this shit and whatever. I get banned. And so I started getting naked at this at the comedy store. Wait, what? What? Yeah, man. I started running around naked like at Na two in the morning. You naked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I didn't hear that right. I didn't, I didn't and, uh, well, you did all right. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I started getting naked and running around. And it was a joke. Uh, I wasn't getting in trouble because, like I mentioned, there was no money. Okay. But this Tuesday night show ended up getting so much money that they could, like, well, not the Tuesday night show, but this other manager started changing stuff, and I get and that helped. But I don't know anything behind the doors, right? Okay. But the thing is that it was they you could you could see the obvious change where there was security guards, guys like buff as fuck that weren't there to get on stage. Okay. If you go work there, you're like hoping to get stage time. Right. But if you're going there to make money, then you don't give a fuck about stage time, you know? Yeah. And these guys were like getting like, oh, we see your ID, whatever. And, uh, man, um, I would I would get naked. They would tell me stop getting naked. We're gonna ban you. Really? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> we didn't like that, huh? Yeah. It's, yeah. Where would you put your clothes? <laughs> so there was okay. Look, if you walk inside the, the comedy store, yeah. like in the entrance, right? Uh -huh. You the walk in, where the glass doors are, okay. not not the main room entrance, the original room entrance. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you walk up the stairs and you see, uh, if you if you look to your, uh, you walk up there and you look to your to your left, you see you know the, the whole stage and the and the the seats 
and then the the stage is right over here on your left side. But if you keep walking forward, you see all these bucket these these like seats to mm -hmm. the wall. That's for the comedians. Okay. So they can sit in the back and not take up the seats for like the paying customers. Okay, right. So if you walk behind all that, there's like this wall. You walk behind that, there's like this uh this t a countertop where the bartenders put their drinks and there's mm -hmm. like a a a a, a, a uh, ATM machine right there, so that they could like you know get, uh, scan up the cards and whatnot. There was also this little trash uh, bin, and I would stash my. I would go in behind the trash bin. There was enough space where I could get naked, and I would <laughs> leave my clothes there, and I would run out out there, and I would just run up to the stage, and it was it was cool, man. <laughs> So wait, so they would announce you when you'd run up like no, that? No, it was it, it was just it was it was just cool. It was cool. It was back then. It was these guys are when you when you're with, with like these guys that are really with it, not with the timid guys. I'm talking about the guys that really are with it. You know, okay. they're not scared. They're they're like jocks. All you right. know, they're like busting each other's balls, and you know, you just gotta take it and learn how to like give some shit back. Yeah, and. Uh, these guys were just like seeing me there and uh one night this woman from a porn convention came up and watched the show she's like i want to see a naked guy and all these other like they were older than me i'm like 20 20 years old or 21 and they're all like 24 25 and they're scared because they're like my career like, nobody has a career and so i ran up there and i got naked and it was the coolest shit this girl was like wow and, uh, and i'm like 21 20 you know around 30 year olds mid 20 year olds and it, I didn't go to college, man. I didn't go to, you know, fucking just bullshit. I, this is what I grew up with. That's what I. That's what I wanted. I wanted to be in the wild, in the wildness, you know, just being around fucking unstable human beings, man. <laughs> For real, you know you. Are pretty much the only person I think in the room that actually can say I've gotten naked in front of a porn star. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I just love. I miss the comedy store. I'm banned from there right now. And, oh, that sucks. Uh, it's been two years now, man. Dude, just grow a beard. I <laughs> <laughs> won't recognize. So, what was the incident that got you banned? I uh, there was this guy that got murdered. This one week, um, it was like all gang affiliated. I was in Vegas that week doing open mics. I came back and I was supposed to do a show. I was supposed to do a set the, for the show on Tuesday night. I showed up and there was like high maximum security. You know, there was a murder the, the, the week before. So I have my ID and this other guy that's doing the open mics, he's 30 years old. He's obviously not 21, right? Mm -hmm. He didn't have his ID. They didn't let him in. And I kind of felt bad. I really felt bad. I would have not, now when I look back, I should have just kept walking, man. I should have just kept walking. But I, I, I can't, I, I went back cause I knew it sucks to see that, yeah. you know, all that fuss and you can't walk in. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I stayed back and I'm like, dude, you could go in through this way. And I went in through another entrance and he followed me in. Now, 
the guy looked like he was fine, you know, he didn't look like he had any issues, no problems. So I, I did my own thing. I went up there and I was chilling in the green room before my set. Right. And, uh. With your clothes on? Yeah, okay. my clothes on, right? And right. this guy, he goes and watches the show. I'm chilling in the green room and these comedians from that show, right? They walk in and they're like, oh my God, someone passed out. Uh, we need to call the ambulance. Some this guy almost broke his head open from falling forward, Ooh. and they bring in that dude, and it's him. And I'm like, "What the fuck, dude? Oh, he looks green as fuck." They lay him down on the on the couch, and I'm like, "What the fuck, dude?" They they call the paramedics. The paramedics show up. The, I'm trying to fucking run out the situation. I'm like, yeah. I cannot be seen with this guy right now. Right. So I'm trying to run out the situation and. Oh my God, the paramedics are like, where's your ID? Where, who are you? What the fuck? We don't know who the fuck you are. And I was like, why are you here? You know, if you're, if you don't have your ID, yeah. you're not supposed to be here. Oh man, it was just all, my balls are being crushed. <laughs> I'm just like, oh. You ended up selling you out? You did it with solid? Not that. The, the, the guy who carded us, he recognized that we were, we, oh. we walked in together, but oh. then I walked out. And he mentioned my name to the talent manager, who's the guy who books the talent, not the building manager, the talent manager. He tells him, and the talent manager's like, Kenny, get over here. Like, he's a fucking, (laughs) like, he's a principal or something, right? He's like, you fucked up, man. You don't, you come here, you don't buy drinks, you don't, you you don't give any money. Get out of here, man. Two months. He said two months, right? Two months. That that dude is nice right now, what I'm about to tell you. So I left, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm, I, can't, I can't come back for two months. And I was helping out this open mic that was on Sunday nights, doing DJing, taking pictures, and posting on Instagram, and all, trying to get my way in because okay. I couldn't get hired. They wouldn't hire me. Right. So I'll do free work. Fuck it. And I get a call from the host of that open mic, He's, he tells me, Kenny, you fucked up, man. You fucked up. The, the building manager of the comedy store just had a meeting with all the, the, the staff and he said that Kenny Lyon is banned forever. Kenny uh. Lyon is not allowed to come into the comedy store forever. And he, and he said, Kenny, I don't know what I can do. I can't get you back in. I'm going to need the password to the Twitter and the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, dude. I felt so shitty, dude. Because oh, it, it just felt shitty. My mom told me that to not do comedy as, like, to get too focused. To take it as a hobby. And I was so upset. I was like, fuck. Like, because my parents knew that I was, I'm not trained. You know, they knew okay. that I'm not, uh, I have no idea what I'm doing. So, this is about comedy. Yeah, and in all life in general, right? (laughs) (laughs) And and, and I'm just like, fuck, dude, my mom was right. I ended up just ruining it for myself. And fuck, dude, it was just bad. So, I would go to the Hollywood Improv, right? Because I wasn't banned from there. And I would go to the open mics and I'd be like, all right, cool, I'm not banned from here. And somehow I ruined it for myself there too. Like, I, I go over, there was this, I was standing outside the comedy store, right? Because I was trying to get in. I was like, come on, let me back in. And they wouldn't let me in. And this girl that was a ticket taker at the Improv, she's, I think she still is there. 
and uh, she, 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 I was trying to like flirt with her. She was like, "Who are you?" Like, "Who are you?" you know? <laughs> I'm telling her, "Hey, I'm the guy who got naked here." You know, <laughs> and, and uh, she's like, oh, "I don't believe you." So I make sandwiches at three o'clock in the like, morning for <laughs> drunk bitches like you, right? And so I, I called her on her, bl- I, you know. You called her on her Yeah, I just got that naked and uh, <laughs> at three in the morning at this parking lot. And at first, she wasn't like creeped out. She wasn't screaming or anything, but uh, but I guess I wasn't her type or whatever. And she's just like, "All right, cool, whatever." You you know, I gotta go home. So I whatever. I go back to the improv. You know, I'm like, oh, I didn't do anything, right? And. She, I kept doing no mics, like uh, two weeks. I kept doing the mics. It was, and one week I showed up and the, the, the manager, she's like, Hey, I need to talk to you. And I was like, Oh shit. And so she said, Do you know what I'm talking to you? And I'm like, Yeah, I got naked in one of your, in front of one of your employees. And she said, Yeah, uh, you're going to need to take a break. You know, you can't come back here. Uh, you need to take a break. So I was upset with that. I was like, Shit, you know, like, what the fuck? I, it, it wasn't even on stage. <laughs> it wasn't even on stage. It wasn't even with the lights. It was late at night in our own, like, whatever. And I, I, I was so frustrated. I thought, oh, my God. I'm like, I didn't mean for this to happen. I knew I was taking a risk, but yeah. in my mind, it was whatever, you know. It's, what kind of world is this that we live in that you can't get naked in front of a co-worker? Yeah, not a co-worker. Not a co-worker. Post seventies. Like I have, I don't even work with her. I just go to her job yeah. and perform for free. Yeah. That's what I do. That's what I, do. <laughs> I perform. I'm the weirdo. I know I'm the weirdo. I know that. I know I'm the weird guy. Because they're making money. They're looking at me falling flat, fat, flat on my face. Yeah. You know, not getting any laughs or whatever and being desperate and it's just so fucked up, man. <laughs> I just, I ended up going to this, uh, flappers open mic being angry because the, they would, uh, do this thing called a pizza spot. So the funniest guy would get a pizza and a spot and whatever he wanted the okay. following week. And I was like doing my best. I was like, I'm not gonna curse. I'm not gonna get naked. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna like do my best. Good goals. Good goals. And, yeah. and I thought I was. I thought I was funny <laughs> enough. But no, they were just giving it to their locals. You know, their guys, the guys. And I was like, so I got naked in front of one. I got naked. I'm like, fuck it. I'm not gonna get the pizza. Might as well. <laughs> and and they, they, I did it once. They didn't call the, the manager. I got back. I went, ha, I went to go have a seat again. And then I did it twice <laughs> that same night. Cause I was like, I was so angry. I'm like, you guys, you know, what the fuck? So I got naked and I, they kicked me out and I didn't mind. You know, I was like, I don't, why would I want to go to Burbank, dude? I live all the way in Watts with my parents. Right. And, like there's no bus that runs from Burbank to downtown late at night. And right. like, Fuck, fuck, fuck it. I was just so fucking fed up with it. Where, At what point does it become a goal now to see how many other places you can get banned from? It was for like a month. It was, I was getting naked at like little backyard open mics and whatnot. And like, I was just doing it because I was upset. I was angry. I was, I did it because I knew it, it would, it would get everybody. It would, it would shift things. Okay. And, I wanted to shift things because I—that's what I wanted for my life. Uh, so I, I did that, and you know, desperately. I, I did it desperately, but 
uh, I don't mind doing that because I, I, I was myself. Okay. You know, I did. I had made mistakes. I wasn't, uh, you know, conscious of what I was doing, but I did it because I was myself in the end. And people have to take me for who I am. Absolutely. Whether I'm, you know, the guy you don't want to hang out with, or I'm the guy you want to hang out with, you know, you take me for who I am. So that's that's uh, it's pretty fucking tough in the yeah. city. Clothes or no clothes, this is me. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like I'm, I'm not your. I'm not gonna talk about movies and and i'm not going to talk about trump or i'm not going to talk about any of that my parents were shitting bricks when it was the Kerry and bush uh, election okay they were shitting bricks man it was crazy my dad would tell me hey if i get deported you know it was it was sad dude it was so they don't even know the amount of stress that they lay upon the poor. Mm-hmm. They don't even know, bro. They just they just do it. They just do it, and that's why I got naked. Because I'm like, these are the <laughs> same fucking suburban fucking kids that come from these people. Okay. And then I have to fucking listen to them, and they want to do a Conan set. That's they want to go up there, and they want to talk. So I really like my dog. My dog's one of my best friends. Because uh, I don't really like the planet Earth, you know. Uh, I grew up in a suburban home, and uh, I just really like my dog. Like, you've never even been, like, in, in, in South Central L.A., riding the bus where people are, like, vomiting themselves and all that. Or, 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 you know, your parents, it's just so, you grew up eating Tostitos and little pizza rolls and Hot oh, Pockets. So right? It's just, it's just so fucking, it's just so fucking, oh my God, dude. I think the point, Maestro. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I just, I just can't take it, man. I'm, I'm surrounded by them. It's, it's, it's so uh, frustrating. Oh, I bet. And, uh. I, I hate people in general. Just anybody that is around me, I, I find a reason to be upset with. He's always upset with me. Yeah, I, I just, wonder why that is. I just can't <laughs> accept, you know, because you grow up, you grow up um, with with people that they they don't know much. Right. So who you can't you can't like judge me for that. You could you could think you're better than me, but you can't judge me for that. You can't say that you're better. Whatever I just said that you could whatever, but you know for a fact that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. In your environment, sure. You know, you grew up reading, writing, you know, doing all kinds of cool activities with other people your age. But uh, I grew up with a lot of people that didn't grow up like that. And, and like, I know people don't care. That's another thing, too, that I started realizing. People don't care. No one cares. No one cares if you're... No one cares if, like... Your your parents died and your grandma raised you, or no one cares if you know your your puppy got stolen by your neighbor. Or no one cares. No one cares. So then, why should I care? Why should I care about people's little comfort zone and their fucking bullshit material and their fucking bullshit little? Uh, oh, how about we all go have a cappuccino at uh, El Intelligencia or whatever? Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them, dude. I'm so sick of it, man. Man, I'm so sick of it. And I'd rather die. I'd rather die in the street, high on drugs, like losing my life, than not doing it like this. Because it doesn't make any sense, man. It doesn't make any sense why 
I have to see little obese kids where their their parents know nothing more but to give them fucking McDonald's, and it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. It's no one's fault. So I'm sick of it, man. That's why I get banned and I stick up for myself. And that's why I say fuck Jeff Ross, fuck the roast battle, fuck, you know, flappers, fuck the improv, fuck all of that place, man. All it is is just people, if you got money to, to get yourself a manager, then you're set. Mm-hmm. A little a guy will send an email and make you sound like you're doing it, but you're, you know, it's just all an illusion. It's all fucking bullshit. I kind of agree with what you're saying, too, that the, the people that are in their comfort zone and all that, it's, it's boring comedy. I've always thought as well, like, I've heard comedians say they're afraid of being happy or finding a relationship because it's going to take away their edge. Like, you kind of need that struggle, I find, for the authentic, of the authentic comedy that appeals to me. You want to hear about someone's struggle, not like, oh, you know, the lawn's been growing a lot quicker this last week. Uh, yeah, don't was, you hate it this time of year? It's like, what those are you first world about? problem type of things. Totally. Yeah. My cable went out for like 10 minutes. I don't know what to do with myself. Time Warner takes so long to get back to you. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay. Well, luckily now there's a place like like Drome that fosters creativity and you can do your own kind of thing. Yeah, I'm really trying to focus and meditate on that because my parents took me to Guatemala and you mentioned it, you know. But I have seen kids with dirt on their face and it makes me angry because my parents never took the initiative to come here. I, w- I probably wouldn't have been born, right? But hmm. if I was born in Guatemala, I would be in the same situation. In the same situation, man. And it sucks and it breaks my heart because you see these 30-year-olds talking about they're depressed because they're not on a fucking screen. <laughs> and it fucking, it breaks my heart because Jerry Seinfeld is one of the richest motherfuckers on earth. And he wants to talk about, oh, I want to take people on cars and all this shit. How about you go fucking, I don't even want to say it. Because to them, the answer to them is, it's their fault. They need to worry about themselves. Mm. And it, that's, that's, that's the fucking answer they want to give me, man. But then when fucking bankers get fucking, uh, you know, thrown in, uh, they're, they're bankrupt, people want to give them millions of dollars. It's bullshit, man. It's politics. Yeah. It's politics. It's politics to get on an open mic. It's politics to fucking get on TV. It's politics to live in this country. So I don't give a fuck about nothing, man. I'm not reading no goddamn UCB Improv 101 book. I'm not reading no goddamn Second City book. And I'm not reading no god none of that shit. And I'm not... And I'm not gonna like go ahead and be like, oh, BuzzFeed, you know, uh, look at my footage, oh, BuzzFeed, oh, <laughs> you know, oh, Supreme Deluxe or whatever the fu- I don't give a fuck about any of that. I'm ready to lose my life for this shit. That's how I really feel about it. Every day, I sometimes get scared of myself, but then I psych myself up again where it's like, shit, I don't have a driver's license, I don't have a full-time job, I live with my parents, I'm gonna lose it all, but I'd rather, I'd rather lay in the sun on the concrete here in, or whatever, knowing that I did it then not doing it and conforming and paying bills and all this other shit because it is you know I've got I got I come from nothing man I come from nothing my parents they come from nothing man and the uh, shit my my mom got abandoned by my grandma she was raised by one of my aunts and like for the first first four years of her life was raised by my great-grandparents and they passed away 
because everyone was having sex and having kids and you know not nobody was raising them mm. my dad uh my grandpa got thrown in jail for some bullshit at some third world auto body shop bullshit you know and uh he had to leave the, the the village that he was living in and my dad had to like travel walk 20 miles to to go see my grandpa to go ask him for like five dollars because that's what it was you know five dollars of american money or equivalent to it so and then they come here and then they ex you know i i go to the los angeles public school area and we're living in the ghetto and then everyone's like doing doing what they have to do you know there's some kids that they, they, they were living here longer. They have older brothers that, you know, they, they, they do shit on the street to make money, to make five bucks, to make three bucks, to make two bucks. So they do that. And, uh, those are your friends. Cause those are the people that are like, you know, they want to talk, you know, they, they, they talk to you or those who you're, that's who you're talking to. I'm not talking to fucking Bill Gates' son. Or I'm not talking to fucking anyone else's, you know? Yeah. So don't blame me for that shit, man. Don't blame me for it, man. Cause it's not my fault. And don't blame me for being loud and obnoxious on a stage with a microphone and stage lights, because that's what I'm going to do. So don't blame me for it, man. Don't blame me for it, man. Like, it just upsets me, dude. It really upsets me because I get angry. I get upset. And uh, I, that's what I grew up with. My, like, I have two older brothers that came from Guatemala, and they had to deal with all this other shit. Like, it's tough being Guatemalan in Los Angeles, because Mexican people, they really are... It's tip, topsy turvy, you know. It's tip, yeah. it, it's not it's not what you you, you think it is, you know. Because if you're not you know with it with the with the Mexican thing, then you're not with it, you know. My parents aren't fucking Mexican. They they don't they're not into uh, football like how Mexican people are. They're not into. So it was always I always stood out, and I and I just I just always I always stay that with me. I I sit down alone and I look at. The open mics and how the, all these people are like, look, look at my, look at my BuzzFeed video. Oh, look at my YouTube video. Oh my God. Hey, dude, like, I got this, uh, I got this character that I'm doing that's about like a guy. I don't need it, man. <laughs> I don't need it because it just, it doesn't make me happy. It doesn't make me happy to, to, to talk to them or, or speak to them. It just makes me angry. Uh, I, you know, it I, feeds if, your rage. If, if, it, if it were up to me, like, if I was lucky enough to have been affiliated with that little roast battle thing and it would have gave me a little, like, a little lift off, a little platform, I'd be at a different thing with that, with that whole situation. But none of, nothing happened. Hmm. Not, instead, I'm just, you know, everyone is laughing at me. Everyone laughs at me, dude. Like, they, these guys at these, they, cause they still do that roast battle shit. Everyone's doing it. All of a sudden, everybody from Orange County, from the Valley, from, they're coming to L.A. to do this roast battle shit. Mm. And all of a sudden, New York, they're doing their rendition of the show and all that. And I get angry at myself that I put so much focus and brain power to it. But, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not the only case. There's a lot of people that go through that. That, like, they were close, but then they got shunned. And who knows when another opportunity will show up. Who knows, so... Well, you still got drum though, right? Yeah, I do. You can build your own thing and make it whatever you like. Yeah, I'm trying to. You know, I've I've, I've been trying to get a little bit of mentoring from Adam Papagan, who, okay. who does the show. There's a place, There's a place here, yeah. and I really enjoy uh, some of his art. You know, um, I'm really trying to like get the information that I need to, but I don't want to go to an old institute 
because I know what what's what's in store behind those doors, which is just pretentious bullshit. Us feeding you too. Yeah, it's just like okay, everyone wants to fucking yeah. It's not that I'm doing it because I'm trying to make you laugh, and I'm trying to make that little kid with dirt on his face laugh. All right, very cool. So how do I how do I how do I do that? You know, do I make a funny face? Do I do I be obnoxious and loud? Do I say words that gibberish? You know, I don't know, but that's my that's that's who I care about. I don't care about uh, TV agents or whatever. I don't. If I was if I was worried about that crowd, I would be in a different situation. I'd be in a different yeah. You know, because the way things are today, you don't need to go that route anymore. You don't need to get it all in the Hollywood lifestyle or whatever with all the people, different producers and uh, talent agencies or whatever to, to get what you want done. You have so many different ways you can do it yourself now that if you have a thought, this is what I want to do, you can do it. And that's, that's, that's one of the reasons I love drums so much. It just, this is what we're going to do this week. We'll try this out. All right? Ooh, that didn't work. All right, next week, <laughs> let's do something else. How about we do something else next week? Uh, hmm. That was interesting, but uh, maybe tweak it a little bit for next time. Uh, maybe we let Maestro have the green screen suit for some reason. Well, I think that's also how you're going to stumble into catching like lightning in a bottle sort of thing is by trying different things and not going the cookie cutter approach that everyone else is going to try because it's tried and true, whatever. Everyone has a thousand different examples of that they can check out anywhere on the internet. But by being authentic and being yourself, you automatically separate yourself and have a unique product. So I think you know, people respond to that. Absolutely. I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you did the, you were on stage and you ran up naked. Did anyone videotape you? Yeah, there was, there's there's so many different videos. There's one video of me uh, standing in front of a, the comedian that was doing his set because uh-huh. I would bombard him running up naked. Right, that was the joke. Okay, that's the. It was like I wasn't allowed to do jokes, but I will do anything for a laugh. Okay. So I ran out there, you know, causing chaos, and people were like, oh. So <laughs> they and uh, I, uh, I ran up there, and I would like put my junk in his face while I was covering it, <laughs> and he would like turn away, and, and like this other comedian, she would, like th- they had these laminated menus, so she would frisbee them while I was on naked on the stage, and I would try to dodge them. There's this other one where this girl was dancing with the host on stage, like hip hop music, and I ran up behind her and I was like, like dancing naked, and she turned around. She's like, "Oh my god!" And like, I ran out. Like, it's that kind of like I was trying to. I've I've been to the Magic Castle. I don't know if you guys have been to the Magic Castle no, before, not yet. but the Magic the Castle they do that where they uh, you go there one week and then the next week it's remodeled. It doesn't oh, make what? any sense. <laughs> okay. It does not make any sense how huh. remodeled it. That wall was all the way over there. Now it's over here. And that's how it is at the Magic Castle. And so it's magic. I wanted to do that because the comedy store is like the Magic Castle of comedy where anything can happen. Okay. You know, a guy might fall from the sky or, you know, anything. A fucking a superstar could walk through the door or... Or uh, the the ambulance or the police might show up. Anything. So I I figured that that's what I wanted to emulate. The, just the spontaneity, the chaos. The I don't know what's about to happen, but I'm about to run towards it and all that. All right. And yeah. Did you get a nickname for it? 
Well, they would say that my dick looked like a smoky sausage link because it was like <laughs> it was like dark and uh, you know smoky sausage link. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, so do you have a, a set time or set type of show that you're doing here at Drum yet, or are you still in the production, pre-production stuff? Yeah, we're doing Thursdays at ten, uh, and uh, it's pretty much the Kenny Lyon Band TV okay. show. I was trying to saw somebody dancing on there for a good fifteen minutes uh, last week, I believe. Yeah, we had Queen Amore, yeah. a uh, trans queer uh, performance artist who's from New Orleans. And uh, she tours all over the USA and dances on the street, spreading the message of love. And there was one video that got my attention from her. It's this video of her dancing at a chase bank with a aluminum tube, like one of those uh, air vent aluminum yeah. tubes. She was dancing and being and uh, saying, "All you guys should take out your money at a Chase Bank. Chase Bank is funding the North Dakota Access Pipeline, which oh. is destroying the environment and is uh, ruining lives. And just dancing and twirling and twerking <laughs> while protesting okay. inside a bank. I loved it. Yeah, because I'm, I'm the guy who gets naked. You know, right. if I could protest." <laughs> While being like, fuck Conan, you know what you're saying? <laughs> if I can do that, I would do it, dude. I would do it. I would do it, man. And I, I, I uh, saw a video of her in L.A. and I, I commented on it. I was like, hey, can you come to my show at Drone? And she said yes. So that was a big stepping stone. And Well, it was just like two weeks ago, but I'm... Yeah. Now I'm trying to do that. It's been an obvious thing that you should do, which is like, if you see an artist you like, try to reach them out on whatever yeah. platform. It doesn't matter, you know. The, the worst thing they're gonna say is nothing. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm. Who knows what's in store? All I know is that I'm. As long as the camera's on, I'm gonna bring you something. You know, I'm gonna like say something. I'm gonna do something. Something will happen. Um, and we're gonna keep going as long as Nolan lets us go. As long as Nolan and Lois and Drum and Ashley are okay yeah, with to it. Nolan, Ashley. To Nolan, Ashley, Drumbox. and Drumbox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for being here, Kenny. Thanks, we'll uh, Adam. have you back on again. Uh, so many much thanks yeah, awesome. stories. So many yeah, stories. Yeah, stories. Oh, yeah, man. But uh, yeah, make sure you go to our website, ratpack.productions. Uh, like the Facebooks and the Twitters and the Instagrams and all the. I don't know. Uh, there's, there'll be links somewhere. But yeah. Uh, until next time, I'm Adam. I'm Maestro. Hey, I'm Joel Cole. Kenny Lyon. All right.